Hi, and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. I said it weird like that, but I'm sticking with this take. Stouting Off Podcast. I said Stouting Off Podcast. But it's the Stouting Off Podcast. And this is episode 67 coming at you. Let's go. Oh, we love the stouting off Glen Cairn, don't we? Oh, Nashville Barrel Company there, I Just see. Just for Will. you. Just for Just you. Just for me. <laughs> that, you thank and you. You alone had it made I know. today. I, I did. I, I that's Well, that's my company, as you know, and I started it. And, that's right. uh, and I'll finish it as well. But, uh, yeah, you'll I finish say- it. You, put, you <laughs> yeah. brought it into this world, you can take it right out. That's absolutely right. And that's what I tell the bottles and barrels every day. Hey, listen, <laughs> if you aren't yielding good products, I'll take you out of this world. Um, <laughs> I want to say welcome to Will. Hi. We're hi. already talking, but hi. Yes. And we were already talking before this started, but still hi. Yes, hi. And hi okay. as well. Um, we're going to be without Jordan this week. He's traveling for work. We've talked about his new his new career move. Is he traveling a lot? Sure. You know, are we going to keep the show going though? Yes. With his blessing? Even more so, yes. So, um, so Jordan, we miss you this week, but actually, why don't we cheers to him? Hey. Well, cheers to Jordan. Cheer- cheers, Jordan. Cheers, Oop. Jordan. We'll see oh, if wait, he we can do hear the, this. We do it on the mic. Oh, right here. I can't do mine. Hang on. Shatters. Oh, wow. It sounded like wow. a tuning fork. <laughs> it was. <laughs> this is what I used to tune up. Yeah, yeah. A440 is the pitch, and then you can tune. That's like a professional timpanist. Somebody who plays timpani in, the, in like an orchestra. They can tune all the notes to four, A. They'll hear an A yeah. and be like, yeah, I can get to a D sharp from that. Sure, no yeah. problem, you know. Have you ever seen, um, there's a lot of people that can probably do this, but I think Jordan is actually probably somebody who could do it, (laughs) but like he probably is whatever it is. They click, they like, you set a coffee mug down and it makes like a little ringing noise. And there's this guy that's been on talk shows and he's been like, yeah, it's a C sharp over F major or whatever. And then the, the piano guy like in the band will play that chord and it's exact match. It's (laughs) mind blowing. Jordan is probably like that. He's a savant. Uh, he is. A, he's a prodigy, you know. And um, so we miss him. We miss his musical talent. We miss his laugh. We do. We, the we memorial miss. service for Jordan is going to be. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. Yes, yeah, this weekend. No, it's. It it was last Labor. It was Labor Day weekend just last yeah. week. Oh, no, wait. we're going to be. No. We're, we're, I just we're realized be, uh, Labor Day is next weekend. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be recording live at the memorial service, too. We're going to do an episode there. <laughs> <laughs> Open casket. Oh, <laughs> the casket closes. It's like, doom. You just hear from the inside. Low C sharp. He just knows the note of the sound of the casket closing. The, the stouting, low C off, sharp. The stouting off podcast song plays as he's lowered into the ground. <laughs> But the best part is he comes out at the end. So it was it was a, right. it was a bit the whole it was a publicity stunt for our for yeah. our podcast. It was all for views, dude. It's all clickbait. His family's <laughs> looking at us like, "Why would you do this?" We're like, "You you support the podcast. You told us from day one. We started with your blessing." Jordan had to take that- multiple vacation days off from his brand new job to fake his own death for a bit. <laughs> Oh, just for episode 68 the next one dude yeah <laughs> oh, oh, oh. he gets out he says i'm still alive and then he goes <laughs> and that's the whole <laughs> we're like yeah and then it goes right into the he dances out of it and then the and then we record the live episode oh miss you jordy um oh. That's good. I'm already running hot. It gets toasty in here when I close the door. Um, so I'm in the farthest corner from where the AC thing is. And of course, I get the 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 worst air conditioning in this room. Dude, I just realized and remembered. You already know where I'm going with this. The air conditioning in your apartment is the best. It's industry standard. It's finely tuned. I had uh, it is. a specialist out here from Kenmore. Um for about four or five months, uh, they had to tear up doing a research place. project. Yeah. Yep. And uh, <laughs> yeah, four or five months. I didn't get to live here. Um, 
but it was but it was all worth it for the state of the art air conditioning system apparatus. Yeah. Well, every time I go to your apartment, I and it's summertime, you see this look, this like my whole disposition, my whole demeanor changes. I just become relaxed and like happy. It almost feels like <laughs> that same feeling you get when you walk into the hotel lobby and you can smell the pool, you can smell the, you know, the resort, the different things. And you're just like, ah, yeah, I'm on vacation. That's how I feel. Finally time to take a load off. And that's me when I come upstairs and I just get to vibe just, in the apartment. I never take, I always am taking a load off in here. I know, it's nice. runs 365 days per year. As it should. It's because the, otherwise. It was the capstone project of Kenmore. <laughs> if it's if it's 28 degrees out in Michigan in my apartment, if I, um, it, it would be like 50 degrees hotter up here somehow. Oh. So, like in, the, so in the summer. It just yeah. doesn't end. Yeah. It just doesn't end. <laughs> Air is always on. Air is always running. Do you? How often do you replace that filter? I hope you're diligent to do oh, that. Oh, yeah. I am. I wouldn't think Three that months. most other apartment owners or owners. Yeah, that makes sense. Most other apartment <laughs> that makes sense. renters. Um, or you, I guess you could own an apartment, a fancy one. You could. Like a high rise yeah. in Manhattan. Uh, but anyway, I don't live there. And um, <laughs> so in my place, yeah. It just gets way too hot, dude. Like, and I will yeah. absolutely sacrifice a little bit higher energy bill to stay comfortable. You have to, and same, same. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the. I I could live in the, you know, I can I can, um, you know, as far as say water usage, I can go, I can decrease that. As far as lights and stuff like that, can decrease that, you know. But when it comes to just the temperature in the house, that's priority numero uno for me. Yeah, yeah, and especially that's why we're boys, dude. Um, yeah, it's just always ice cold in here as much as possible in the summer. And, um, I like growing up, we at my, at the house I grew up in for 14 years, it was just like a everyday ranch house in Detroit, like nothing special to it. We had no, um, forced air, you know, we didn't have any air conditioning really. And so like when those super sweltering hot days, like it just yesterday, dude, it was so muggy here that you couldn't even breathe outside. You were breathing oh, in gosh. water, <laughs> breathing in water droplets. And it, like, that's the worst. Cause then it's just yeah. like, you, you can't even mitigate the sweat at that point. Just existing. You're going to be moist. Um, <laughs> it's a fact. That's how it is yeah. all summer here, by the way, which it's starting to cool down. But I, you brought up an interesting topic that I think we're probably on the same page about. We probably had similar upbringings, but for, for our family, whether I was with dad or mom driving, like it, it wasn't just like, Hey, frowned upon. It wasn't just like, can you not do that? But it was an absolute no, no to have the AC on and like a window cracked or a window come down at all. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? And so I was driving today and I was like, you know what? I think for the first time in maybe my adult life, I'm doing this. I had the AC on and I dude, rolled the window down. Dude, I am telling you, if you have an optimal temperature outside, right, it's it's warm, but it's not like sweltering hot. And you get the air conditioning yes. going and roll down the window. It is the perfect concoction you could ever devise. <laughs> and what parents it, don't it, understand yeah. is that running your AC in your home and letting it all out is a lot different than being in your car and letting it out. Because guess what? You're not paying an energy bill at the end of that, dude. Like That's completely right. different. Thank you. Thank you. No, sit down. Sit down. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> No, no, no. Please. please. <laughs> no, no, no. Please. Not. And then it just stops. Um, but, dude, growing up, we so we didn't have air conditioning and stuff. And then you get a sweltering hot day like it was yesterday in Michigan, right? We get plenty of those through the summer. And, um, sure. I would just be sitting in my room with bare minimum clothing on. I mean, I'm just like my box in my boxers or whatever, just yeah. miserable feeling like I live in a Louisiana swamp and just sweating <laughs> in my bedroom. And then I'd be like, can we, can I please have the air conditioner, please? So my dad please. would lug it up from the basement and it's like this industrial sized window air conditioner unit that they had for 30 years prior to me being born. So of course. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you uh, get something a little bit more savvy? But anyway, so um, <laughs> my dad would put that thing in the window, duct tape all around it to make sure it was secure and stuff. Of course. Yeah, got to put some duct tape in there somewhere. Got to fit it in somewhere, man. 
uh, you know, course. that's that's his sponsor. They sponsor everything he's done. So um, have you ever seen the Red Green show, by the way? It's uh, my dad it's would a make st- me watch that. All yes, up a here. stupid a, Canadian show, and the guy's BBC whole thing show. is yeah, 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 exactly. It's duct tape. That's my dad Fixes. wanted to be Red Green. My dad would literally like get <laughs> yeah. ideas from Red Green. When you see that thing on that, Red Green, like, you're like, dude, you Dad, that joking. was for comedy. Yeah, they're exactly. joking. It's all a joke. You know that, right? <laughs> it's like you having see that t- great idea they had. It's like <laughs> they're a, it's inventors. Like a, a parent having to tell a kid that that Santa isn't real. <laughs> like that. That was the same thing. <laughs> dad. You know that's not real, right? <laughs> He's an actor, <laughs> right? And this is a show. Um, but oh. yeah, so you put that thing in the window; it would cool down nice in my room, like nice. Oh, I bet. Okay, now we're yeah. probably getting down to maybe seventy degrees at most with this industrial revolution, first air condi- conditioner ever made. You have to feed like grains and oil into it. <laughs> it's got a uh, a hammer mill in There's it. A crank. To, to, I got to crank it every five minutes. Otherwise, it dissolves. Um, But he would do. So I'd have it running. Right. And I'd want it in there so that I can sleep comfortably. Right. It's not like I want my AC running throughout the entire day in my room. But so I'd go to bed in the middle of the night. My dad would sneak in my room and shut the air conditioner off. So then I'd wake up basically just drenched. Just drenched. And I'm like, I'm picturing I- him sneaking in like, like the Grinch, like, like the Grinch, yeah, like tiptoeing into the living room <laughs> to take the presents. It's like, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I almost did the Pink Panther song because I couldn't remember the Grinch, but I was about to be like, Danny, 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 Um, Speaking of your dad, I wanted to ask you, because you texted this earlier to me and Jordan, and I didn't go into the details too much because I literally wanted to ask you about it tonight. But recap, (laughs) recap, the kind of the text message you got from him and what was being asked of you. Could you tell us? So basically, I I told him, you know, I'm uh, coming by tomorrow. I was going to come by and and see him today, but I'm going to go by tomorrow. So then he... um, he texted me after we we're kind of does, done discussing that and said, well, Facebook banned me. One one ban was for 11 days and the other bans for 60. And I'm like, what? What did you? Because this is not the first time that this has happened. I think that every person of his age has experienced being banned or temporarily blocked on social media. Yeah. Because he just thinks it's a free for all whiteboard and you can just say whatever. I'm like, dude, bots, bots look for keywords, dude. They just look for keywords yes. and they, they don't even care what you're talking about. Like they will ban you or they will temporarily block you. So that's what happened to him today. I'm like, what'd you do? And apparently he made a joke, right? He's got this, this motorcycle and he made a joke uh, that since he hasn't ridden it, he was going to blow it up on the 4th of July or something. So he put, he put he put the the words together of blow and up and a motor vehicle into one sentence and Facebook's like, "Well, you can't necessarily like do that." And Facebook uh, Yeah. Facebook uh, the bots at Facebook don't necessarily have the same sense of humor you do. So um so I'm like, oh. so he got banned. So then I thought that was all good and whatever like, "Oh, that sucks. It's a pain. Sorry, whatever." But then he takes it a step further and asks me to make a post letting people know that he has been banned uh, and when he will be coming back. And I'm like, dude, what good is that going to do coming from me? We've, we share maybe right. 23 friends in common on Facebook. You think they're going to see that, first of all. And second of all, the world will still turn on its axis. Um, right. It just simply will. The world needs to know. We haven't heard from Woody in two days. What's going on? Where where's the meme about the cat and the uh what where's the I haven't seen a joke or a meme come out. Um I get updates and you know bell notifications every day when something new comes out so I'm waiting for his content. And so the world will not know how to move on for 2 weeks without his presence on there. So I I replied to him and I said Dad, I am not I'm sorry. I'm not going to make a post about the fact that you were banned on Facebook or temporarily blocked because I am not your publicist, but um, <laughs> just hang in there. Just hang in there a little you're bit gonna longer. You're going to get through it. You're yeah, going to get yeah, through it. Okay. This too shall okay. pass. This too shall pass. Speaking of this too shall pass, I uh, watched Lord of the Rings 
in its entirety. The well, wow. the first one at least. <laughs> the whole Lord of the Rings saga, just the first one. Yesterday, while I was texting that. and playing and playing words with friends and doing other stuff, cooking. Um, it's still long. It's still basically just about walking with epic music and. Um, yeah, so that's in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, uh, so I listen to this. Listen to this. When somebody's birthday passes and you miss it, and then say the following day or two after you text them or message them or call them, what what's the standard greeting for that? Depends on who it is, but okay. Not you don't need to say hey, how are you. But what do you say? You just I, you just truncate your message into what you wanted to say the day before, which is, hey, happy belated birthday. Sorry, I missed it. Whatever. Hope you had a great day. That's it. Happy belated birthday. So I texted somebody that the other day. My friend Joe Metz. I guess the other day was about five months ago, but this came to mind. He, I said, hey, man, happy belated birthday. He said, was my birthday late? I was like, no. He's like, yeah, exactly. Your greeting was late. So the correct phrase is belated happy birthday. I said, you know what? That's like, that's like, that's like saying comfortable instead of comfortable. It's just, we know it's, maybe it's not the right way, but you just say it that way. Or like gif versus jif. Although some people do say jif. But it, the GIF is the correct way, but everybody just, it's just common practice to say GIF. You don't yeah. need to say belated happy birthday because you're going to stand out wrongly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's going to call know. more attention to the fact when you put belated before the the rest of the words. I've never yeah. once considered saying belated happy birthday. <laughs> Same. I sound like Yoda or I sound like a, it like does. a <laughs> pompous Englishman or something. Belated happy birthday, yeah. by the way, to you. Or, yeah, you're Aristotle. Right. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, I've never once considered saying that. Everybody says happy belated birthday. Um, and that's industry standard. That's industry practice. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I said Arist- Aristotle. I think that's how you say his name. My brother, who's a philosophy PhD, will be very disappointed if I said it wrong and it's Aristotle. I think it's Aristotle, though. So that, I'm sticking I've, with I've that one. I've said Aristotle. That's kind of like... Hopefully Joe, ever- yeah, hopefully Joe Metz tunes in and he's like, it's belated happy birthday and it's Aristotle. I'll be like, all right, dude. <laughs> this guy knows all the right nomenclatures, dude. Um, but uh, it reminds me of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the Aristotle thing. Yeah. Have you seen that? So, so they call it's Socrates so- Socrates. Socrates. Socrates, man. Yeah. They're such idiots in that movie. I got yeah. that movie free with a Pizza Hut pizza, um, I don't know, and 20 years this ago. This what year? Yeah, I was going to say, was this 95, 96, something like that? <laughs> it, it's probably during the book it era, you know, you'd go there and you'd, 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 you'd get a camp, book like it. a little sticker for read. Yeah. Book it. Did you remember that? Never participated. No. Oh, well it was like a program. Pizza Hut would partner with schools to promote reading and literacy for elementary school age kids. And you would have assigned reading that's from your class and you would take, you know, after you get it signed off on or whatever, you could take it to Pizza Hut and get a free pan pizza. I do remember and hearing about so that. Sweet. Yeah, but the, no, the only similar the thing story. I, took, I, I took place in was the um, uh, box tops for education, uh, which didn't affect oh. me at all. I just ate the cereal and then those thing, those cardboard cutouts from the top just went wherever. I never reaped any benefits from it. So that's cool. But the pizza thing would have been nice to know <laughs> yeah. about from my parents. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Hey, box tops. You'd also do um, you'd also do Campbell's soup, uh, Campbell's soup labels. Yep. Right. Wasn't that yep. a thing as well? Yeah, so we're box um, tops and Mar- soup labels. Marlboro, Marlboro Miles. Um, that's where I think my dad got his entire. Well, my dad or my uncle got their entire clothing and accessory line from. Uh, strictly off that, uh, it it usurped the value of a regular paycheck, and um, it was able to offer them far more than what their employers uh, could could offer. So. Duffel bags, windbreakers, uh, branded Wagons, footballs, wagons, <laughs> mattresses, a Marlboro mattress, um, a Marlboro Jeepster. Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you have to smoke eight million packs <laughs> to get the Jeepster. Yeah. Uh, th- my my grandpa. Um, I mean, he was just 
he, he had an addictive personality, smoked for most of his life until I came along. And by the age of like seven or eight, I just gave him enough of a hard time where he quit smoking after like 60 years of smoking. Wow. Of course I did. Right. I was the, like, dude, why are you doing that? It sucks. Mm. You're making it stink in here. <laughs> anyway, it was a scent more than anything. It, yes, it was. And I, yeah. you know, it was just, I, I guess I wasn't particularly concerned with health. I was just more like, come on. But, um, <laughs> at seven years old, just having that level of audacity, <laughs> indignance, um, yeah. Uh, gumption. Um, right. Gumbo. But he, after he, gumbo. And so that was actually my next point is he, mm-hmm. he, so he gave up smoking and he started, he replaced it with gumbo. <laughs> Grandpa's on the freeway with- driving. <clears throat> One hand is in the gumbo. He's got a hot bowl of gumbo on his lap. Grandpa, <laughs> come on. I told you it stinks. The gumbo stinks. Grandpa, you know, so you he- can't eat gumbo in the airport. Grandpa, this is a hospital. You can't eat gumbo here. Them saying that over the intercom. And as you know, federal administration, whatever, <laughs> forbids any smoking or gumbo on this flight, tampering with any gumbo detectors. <laughs> that includes e-gumbo and... <laughs> e-gumbo is a phrase, a word that has never, ever been said in the history of language, dude. E-gumbo, dude. Oh, that uh, is stupid. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, there's a gnat in here, so that's cool, man. It keeps keeps flying right here and catching my eye a little bit. And then I texted you right before we started recording. I had to run out to my drum shed to get my in-ears. And I walked through uh, a spider web the size of New Jersey. And it, 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 it it's just the kind where you're just like, where... Where does it end? Where does it start? And yeah, and so it's still on me. I feel it like every once in a while, just kind of like I'm still here, right? Probably with a spider attached. Yeah, that that's gonna happen for sure. Yeah, and you love that. Oh, my point was in all that. So he gave up smoking, picked up gumbo, but after that didn't work <laughs> out. He took up Pepsi, dude. He would just oh. drink so much Pepsi, and you would be able to, like. They had on the the underside of Pepsi products, so that would be Pepsi, Mountain Dew, and all the other things. Diet Pepsi, all the Pepsis. Um, <laughs> on, under the the bottle cap, it would be a number of points, and you could yeah. redeem those points. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He had two garbage bags full of them at one point of bottle caps. That's like Dude. a few thousand, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's drinking nonstop Pepsi every day of the year. Yes. For multiple years in a row. He lived off of, of Pepsi and better made chips, like potato chips, just the yellow better made potato chips bag. And he, he would like, he would love salt. He just loved mm-hmm. salt. And it's, <laughs> I have a, co- a topic or a, a, a conversation point about that as well, but he uh, loved salt so much that all, those already very salty chips, he would open it and he would pour salt into oh, the bag. dude. Grandpa, I mean, it's come, already the salty potato chips are one of the saltiest things you could eat already. Literally, Period. you could just scatter some potato chips down if you've got an icy sidewalk and you're good. You're going to be fine. That's it. You're going to have a crunchy it. walk to your doorstep. Adding more salt to potato chips. I've never seen. If I see someone open a bag of potato chips and dump salt in. Citizens arrest. Them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I have that yeah. right. <laughs> you do. Wow. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I was actually just talking with somebody and about you know how- like like adding salt and pepper to food and stuff. And like there's certain things I will add salt to, right? Like there's certain things that, you know, vegetables and other things that like need a little bit of kick of something. Um, yeah. Some things that are more bitter, whatever. But like I'd never add salt to something like potato chips. Like that or is pizza. Just, what's the. Yes, dude. If I saw somebody put salt on pizza, <laughs> he would do that, too. That's it. No fly list. No fly list yes. for forever. Yes. Uh-uh. You're a terror threat. He, you know how... I'll just say older people, and I'll probably be one of these people as well someday, but they just hear something once or they just have like a thought about something, and then over the years it just becomes fact with them. One of his misnomers was that if you put a lot of salt on your food, but you put an equal amount of pepper on it, they would cancel each other out. As though, as chemistry, 
some counter synergistic effect that takes place and it's just like hey it's a double negative equals a positive so but also what's the point in canceling one of both of them out like why are you adding these ingredients to things that don't need them and then saying well they cancel each other out so well then why are you putting it on there why are you putting it well they don't care they they don't cancel the obviously the taste out, but he was thinking he was saying they cancel out the, the potentially negative effects of high sodium. Oh, so right. if yeah. I if I had an equal amount of pepper, it's gonna it's gonna be a moot point. Like no, well, sir, no. So yeah, I'll tell you about my last doctor's visit. They noticed that my uh, you know that I uh, need less salt intake and everything like that. And the prescription that they gave me was an IV full of pepper. And um, <laughs> So I've been doing that regiment for, I don't know, you know, a year or two now. And it seemed to work out. You know, my salt, my salt levels have, have dropped and uh, it's, it's all good. Now, this is, yeah. this is like this is like McCormick sort of, um, you know, stuff that I use. I don't use like, you know, grocery store brand or anything. So that's that's probably got a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah. What if it was the um, what if the doctor prescribed you the, the pepper grinder thing and you had to you had to do that much? It's just your forearms are just aching all the time. Well, I need to I need to grind about three pounds of this stuff per, per meal. <laughs> All you have to do is just sprinkle, uh, you know, about four grinders worth into your eyeballs directly. That's the only way to get it into your bloodstream uh, fast enough. It's the best absorption through your best. That's the most efficient absorption right there. Oh, did you ever have that guy with no legs, Ron Bachman, come to your school and give a motivational speech? Yep. Yep. Sure did. Knew exactly who you were talking about as soon as you started speaking. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He had no legs. Yes, I promise you. He would zip around in that little scooter thing, too. Yeah. There was a really sad story that he told about being bullied because that was his whole thing is like, don't don't bully. And um, when he was a kid with no legs, dude, some guys like beat him up and out behind like a Coney Island or something and like found salt and pepper shakers and freaking sprinkled them into his eyes. Oh, wow. that has stuck with me. I remember the first time I, he when he told that story and he's fine now, obviously, but. Um, the first time he told that story, I was like, that is going to mark me for my whole life. I'll never yeah. forget that, you know, that gut wrenching or like if you see, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, I guess you could call it mild trauma, but you, you see, say somebody get hit by a car or you see something mm-hmm. traumatic and it just like, Oh, that changed me. <laughs> that mm-hmm. left, mm-hmm. that like left a little mark on me for life. That was one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what he said during I, I do remember for sure. I'll always remember when he came into my high school, um, came ripping in on that scooter, just came boom. ripping in. Yep. He t- t- cut a couple corners too short and <laughs> property damage and stuff. But um, sued him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we sued him for everything he's worth. Him. So I don't know where he's at now, but um, you yeah. were involved in the litigation somehow <laughs> as a student. I was student, right. <laughs> student body council uh, attorney um, for a while there, so that's where it, I came it, in. It was actually just a mock trial at first, but you somehow made it a real thing, and he <laughs> sued you sued him for one point eight million dollars in damages yeah. while you ran over a student's shoe. And we we had the trial in the gym right after a pep rally, <laughs> yeah, and then he so. did his assembly right in the same gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right after he got convicted. Well, while I'm here, well, while I'm here, I might as well just yeah, okay. All anyway, right, the reason go. I came here was not to be prosecuted, but um, <laughs> I guess we'll move on. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm 1.8 million dollars poorer now, but I guess since I'm here already, <laughs> listen, kids, don't bully students. All right, for not for knocking over a trash can. Yes. <laughs> or I said he ran over a student's shoe, but it was just a shoe. It wasn't a student wasn't even Nobody wearing was it. In it. Nobody was in the shoe. Yes. <laughs> and he well, got sued. One of the laces came undone, and that's really where the the insurmountable damages uh, to my client came from. He got sued for one point eight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What if the laces came undone? Yeah. That is beyond stupid. Uh, (laughs) AKA perfect. Um, Oh, I I don't know if I told you this. I, um, so I cleaned my oven this past week, which doesn't sound, I never knew it was as involved as what I experienced, but I, it has a self cleaning function, which I was like, I should probably clean it. You know, it's, it's, 
It's two and a half years old. The, the window on it is so crusted over with grease and stuff because I do a lot of cast iron skillet cooking in there with oil and stuff. So I I did the self-cleaning function. I'm like, cool. So I just get to sit back and relax. It says four hours, 30 minutes on there. I'm like, well, okay, that's intensive. And I start smelling this. It's, this, it's the smell of like burnt oil. And I'm looking at the stove and smoke is coming out of it. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? It's like it's, the furnace oh, at Home Alone. <laughs> Yes. It's talking. It's like mouth is opening. It's coming from me. Dude, it filled my whole house with smoke. I had to like sequester off in like a, a, a bedroom, dude. It's it stunk quite literally. I had to leave the house. Eventually my eyes were burning, but it was it was it was, nice. it was being fumigated from the oven. It was quite literally like my eyes were burning. I left uh, to, like just, I, I just left the house. I needed to go somewhere. So I went yeah. up to, you know, this Henry James, this cocktail bar over here. And while I'm sitting there, I'm like, Oh dude, people probably think I'm like crying or I'm going through something. I'm just like yeah. my eyes wiping my eyes. And, uh, and that's the whole story. But when, when it was done, I got home after. So I don't know if it was a good idea for me to leave the house while the oven had was, was going at like mid 500 degrees. But Nothing burned down, fortunately. But I came back and I opened up the thing, and it was like spotless in there. I was wow. amazed. I've never seen I've never seen that before. It was so cool. Yeah. So I don't want to make and this sound cool. like an infomercial for a, that we're leading into a product that cleans ovens. But like, <laughs> did you did you have to put any kind of like cleaner on the surface or anything, or does it just do its thing? It just does its thing. It just cook. It gets so hot in there that everything that's stuck to the walls just like chars and falls so like i had to sweep a little bit of like it was ash quite honestly out of the uh the stove but i didn't have to do anything mm. i didn't have to do anything yeah. now to be fair i spent 25 minutes before the cleaning just cleaning the glass part with like a scrub brush and everything so that yeah. one was that was you know an a la carte service but um <laughs> As far as the inside of the thing, it was all, it was just done with the self-cleaning function. You should do it sometime. Dude, we'll do a live podcast while you're doing it there. It'll be a four and a half hour long podcast. Well, you can just see how, it'll be like fear factor. It'll be yeah. how long you can last in there. And I'll leave and go to, to a bar down the road. And then because my oven doesn't have a self-cleaning feature, I'll come back and nothing will be done. So, um, That's, oh, <laughs> it's just at 400 degrees. You're like, cool, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well. I no. guess I could bake some cookies or something. I don't it's know. It's going to be absolutely torched in my apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah, my my electric oven that I have here, which I I disdain electric ovens, uh, unless the new Mine's kind, electric which is, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean, unless you have like the um, like the panels, the flat panels that sit on top and stuff. Like, there's there's some great great ones out there, I'm sure. But mine is like a whirlpool from uh, the early '90s, and with um, like the coils. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the coils, and um, it's great because I can sit here. I'll turn my oven on to, to heat something up, and I've got a pot going. And it's is that what it sounds like while it's like heating up? Yeah, yeah. And then I look at it, and it's just like hot as it looks like it's hot as coals in a fire. <laughs> and uh, that's really cool. And then the that's when I so cool. Yeah, when I preheat something, never know what the temperature is going to be. That just does its own thing. It decides if it wants to get to 450 degrees or if it just wants to stay at 300. <laughs> baked some salmon yesterday and baked it for 13 minutes at 450 degrees. I've done it multiple times. It's always turned out fine. Took the salmon out, cut into it. Ah, it's raw. Ah, <laughs> ah, it's raw. <laughs> and it was raw. And I says to him, it was raw. Anyway, I says to him, it's raw. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so what do you do? I'm not... You're a big fish guy. When you cook at home, you you often do a, a salmon approach, a yeah, salmon strategy. Oh, man, I love salmon. So here's what I did yesterday uh, for everybody that is extremely interested in my culinary uh, <laughs> life, the culinary side of my life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I uh, decided to make teriyaki salmon. And as a preclude to it, now I've made this multiple times, but the uh, the appetizer... Uh, to it was something that I had taken with me when I went to Momofuku. Now, no. I know that sounds made up. I understand. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Get it. 
when you studied abroad at Mamafuko in Mamafuko. When I was in a remote part of Mongolia uh, studying for the summer there, I was taking my prerequisites uh, in Mongolia. Uh, English, American history, um, poli sci. There's nowhere to study American history quite like Mongolia. There really isn't. You can't. Um, you can't surpass the education level and uh, and everything. And they just they know offer all about American history. It's just. It's. It's unbelievable. World they know it better class. than we do. Oh yeah. yeah, world class. I had no idea about some of the things that they told me. So, um, so there's this restaurant called Momofuku, and it's in. La- they have a few locations, I think, but one of them is in Las Vegas, and I've been to Vegas probably six or seven times. And it's always a restaurant that I had to go to every time I went because the food to me is just out of this world, insanely good. David Chang is the uh, the guy who started it, and he's like a related to PF. Chef. Um, yeah, I think they're third cousin removed. Um, <laughs> got but, it. Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah there's still I'm some bloodline there. Uh huh. I got it. Okay. Uh, no, but David Chang has done like uh, really cool documentary series on food culture and street food trucks, and he's Korean, so Korean food cuisine and uh, all that stuff. Anyway, so it's like a Korean fusion rest- restaurant, and um, one of the things that I would always get to start off my meal was this cucumber appetizer. So you take, and I'm not, I, I don't know what their recipe is, but I got close enough. So you take cucumber, a whole cucumber, you dice it up, and then you take... Uh, chili paste, chili powder, sugar, sesame oil, and I feel like I'm missing one thing. I'm really um, liking where you're going with this, though. Yeah. So you, you take the cucumber, you chop it up, you put salt over it, you put it in the fridge for 15 minutes. And then while that's going, you make your sauce mixture with all those other ingredients I just mentioned. You take the cucumbers out, you drain the water from it, <clears throat> you mix the sauce up, you pour it over the cucumbers and just toss them. And then I took crushed cashews and sprinkled it over that. And I'm telling you, sir, that is one of the best, but also one of the simple, I mean, it's super simple to do uh, simple thing to do in uh, preparation for like an Asian meal at your home. Um, so I did that, but yeah, teriyaki salmon, marinade the salmon <clears throat> over Jasmine rice. You take some green onions, you take a little bit of sesame seeds, and then you got some broccolini. <clears throat> you toss that in the sesame oil with the chili paste and stuff beautiful just listen beautiful oh my word uh, thank you sit down sit down yeah sit down please thank you um but yeah <laughs> no I, I i took the salmon out when it was supposed to be done and it was just raw on the inside dude so i had to i had to throw her back in but yeah all good yeah that's cool um i saw there's a meme going around Ah, like maybe two years ago, actually. So it's not going around currently, but it was like, uh, basically somebody, I, an ignorant person, I think saying that they like that they're they're They ordered their boyfriend made them chicken medium rare. No, <laughs> it's like cut. No, it's like cut into it. And it's no. like just pink and pink. fleshy on the inside. Dude. Yeah. It's problematic. <laughs> That's called salmonella right there. Yeah. Like, um, you got to know. You got to know that that's just, not edible. It's got to be. I think it's for comedy. It has to be, right? Like no one is true. No one in the, say, first world is truly that naive, right? You never Maybe, know. I don't know. I mean, I never know. There's probably a lot of people out there that like undercook their meat or like poultry or fish and they don't really know what to look for. Now, I've never used a meat thermometer in my entire life. I go off of feel and look. and Yeah, color. I, yeah, you can like feel if the chicken or whatever is like way too soft in the middle. You just yeah. know that it's not done. But there's some. It's people a fine there, line with chicken, dude. It's a fine line from is. like too it raw is. to too done. Yes, it's like you got to know that that firmness, and you do. Yeah, and I've studied it uh, again in Mongolia. In Mongolia, um, <laughs> that was I forgot that was your minor. So yeah. it was American history, and then and then uh, chicken temperature, uh, white poultry, white temperature. meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poultry temperature. Sure. Poultry, There's a minor in it. Poultry temperature sciences. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> no, it is a fine line, dude. I feel like like when you grill stuff on a grill, clearly, obviously, you grill stuff on a grill. <laughs> when you grill stuff on a freaking Listen, man, when you air up, fryer. But then when you oven stuff on an oven, and then it's like, whoa. 
So that's and then you know right? cooking. And then that's it, dude. And that's what Mongo- Mongolia taught me, dude. So, <laughs> you know, oh. and everything. So go. You you said you when you're cooking when you're grilling something on yeah. a grill. Yeah, when you're when you're making something on a grill versus like in a pan versus baking something in an oven. Every dude, like all the different rules that apply to like checking doneness and uh you know, cooking it and knowing when it's done varies so completely differently. It's hard, but you got to know what you're looking dude, at. Did you see did something change with my setup just now? No. I got a freaking FaceTime call and they, my computer went crazy. It was going. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> so you'll have to just tell that whole story again. No, I'll um, I'll I'm, of course, I'm going to go back. It's, on it, but um, no, it's fine. It's fine. That scared the crap out of me, dude. Yeah, it was as, beep, 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 <laughs> as, as it does. Right. I put my phone on. Do not disturb professional. Well, this is my computer. <laughs> I know this is my. <laughs> freaking computer facetime dude and it was so loud i guess yeah. you know what we had technical issues in the last episode none in this episode and by the technical issues i just mean our audio was kind of quiet but this is our last remaining thing and then this new setup is golden yep we know what to do now yep they tried to keep us in the dark they really um, did i i this is it well let me transition here actually Breaking. i <laughs> Let me see a different transition. These are all pretty cool. Transition two. Okay, oh, it's more like thing. crisp, sharp. It's a little bit crisper, yeah, sharper. Shink. A little more, a little more staccato. Shink. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, read a study today that was um, it was it was in a clinical psychology journal, and I read the summary of it, and it said that exercising gratitude in a, a, a field of participants almost unanimously resulted in them making better economic decisions. Isn't that interesting? Huh, gratitude. Okay. This link between gratitude and economic decision quality. Isn't hmm. that interesting? You wouldn't think they'd be necessarily correlated. No. But dude, and then I and then I just went down a little rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, it's better gratitude and say heart health, gratitude and longevity of life, quality of life. And it's just it's a good thing to just be grateful. You yeah. know. And that's the whole thing. Isn't that interesting though? <clears throat> Economic decision making. That was gross. Did you hear that? What I just did? That was that seemed like gross what I just did. I didn't hear I like every this. part, but I heard most of it. <laughs> you heard the gurgling. I coughed and then I went. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> the, uh, the the last thing that I want to talk about. I said this on my Instagram story, but tell me if you can relate to this. You probably saw it already, but I want to just discuss it with you because we haven't had a chance to discuss it. I was on a walk today. And I was just thinking about life. And, you know, when I'm on a walk and I'm just like stepping away from the desk during, you know, the work day and I'm just doing things, I'm not really thinking about any one thing. I'm just kind of, oh, it's birds. Oh, I built a new house there. That's cool. And then a memory of uh, my brother and I from childhood came into mind. I was like, oh, I'm going to call Greg right now and talk to him about it. Called him. Didn't answer. Right when it goes to voicemail, I just know and regret. I have a sense of knowing and regret that. I don't, I'm not going to want to talk about it when he calls back, dude. Right. That's, that's how I operate. Yeah. My mom does. I'm, I'm the same thing with my mom. Actually, to her credit, though, I, she was that way for many years. She would miss my call and then call back two minutes later, almost on the, on like the dial. Um, not an expression, but sh- she has gotten way better. But it's like, I wanted to talk to you, you specifically about that one specific thing at that one specific time. And when you call back, I'm not going to want to not only talk about that, but I don't want to explain what it was. And, you know, yeah. I want to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like it's like That's in the, the it's like in the moment. Um, a couple of things. Moment. I would, yeah. A couple of things I would relate it to is like an impulse buy. Right. Like you're you're at the line at a grocery store or a gas station and you're like, um, I think I'm going to get, should I get that three musketeers bar? Mm, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Probably, probably not. And then you leave and decide not to get it. And then you get solicitation calls from that gas station 
about the Three Musketeers bar. Sir, I noticed yes. that you were in here and you were kind of contemplating. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was back then. I don't need it right now. It was an impulse thing. I was in a different headspace, different hunger, satiate. Uh, uh, what's that word? Satiety. Sammy uh, Ammon. Yeah, sashimi. Yeah, right. so, yeah, sashimi. Different right. level of sashimi, dude. And yeah. I'm not there anymore. Right. Exactly. I also think. I I also think similar to that. It's almost like when they call you back after they missed you, and they call you back, say half hour or an hour later or more. And you don't feel like talking about it anymore, but you have to explain it. It almost feels like when, say, you and I are somewhere and we're cracking up and we're riffing about an inside joke. Yeah. That maybe from past experience and somebody's there and they're like, dude, what are you laughing about? And Geography we tell them. Joke. <laughs> you wouldn't get, I mean, it's Mongolia. And, and they're like, no, no, really tell us. Okay, um, <laughs> Will and I were talking one time, and we came up with a scenario where he studied in Mongolia, and they're like, "Oh, that's pretty funny." And you're like, "No, exactly. Like, you it's not it, funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You made me explain it, and now I'm mad." Right, right, for sure. No, I I totally sympathize with that. Like, geography joke. The geography joke, dude. Um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Um, one thing that I've been infuriated about over these last two days. Um, so I've been helping out with uh, marketing at a, uh, a store recently, right? So it was just like an on the side thing. And one of the things that we want to do, currently the business does not have a website. And so I was like, well, you need a website. It's got to be done. He agreed. So I've never, I've never built a website from the ground up. I've played around with website development tools here and there, and I know somewhat basics, but like, I don't know if I have the range to build a website from the ground. So sure. he was like, well, there's, there's a, a couple of sites where you can reach out to freelance developers and they can build a website for you and blah, 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 and looks to be affordable, whatever. So I said, okay, well, I'll reach out on your behalf and I'll figure out what the cost and timing and all that stuff is, right? I'll explain what we need. I've never made a bigger mistake or miscalculation <laughs> in my life doing that. What what happened? Between what is today? Wednesday? At the, today's at Wednesday. the time of recording, yeah. At the time of recording, today's Wednesday. I submitted this request on Monday. And between Monday, starting at around 4 p.m., all the way through last night at 9.30 p.m., I was receiving approximately one call from a potential spam number or out of state number every 15 20 minutes it seemed like multiple oh, voicemails multiple texts hey heard about hey will how you doing websites and stuff right you still need one all right contact website design contact website yeah. contact dot, the website website if you want a website contact the website okay see yes. ya half an hour if later if you want me, contact the website. <laughs> Type in website.com and then I'll come up and then we can talk. Schedule a time on my calendar. All right. And then 30, 30 minutes later, did you visit website.com? Did you visit all of our opportunities and all of our portfolio and the websites we've created? Yeah. Talk to a guy today and it couldn't have been a more pointless conversation. I bet, dude. Literally. By the way, when you when you go when when you go on say a platform like that where it goes, you know, we can connect you with a freelance website company. They're just putting it out to bid, basically. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they they may have shot that out to thirty companies who do this. Oh, they definitely thirty did. individual contractors or you know what have you. But they all of those did. are going to be reaching. <laughs> yeah, all of those all, are be every single out. one. It's every the same thing one. if you were if you were like. You know, you went on apartments.com or if you went to, you know, realestatefinancing.com, like 8,000 mortgage companies are going to reach out to you, you know? Yeah. Like they are worse. Like going through those sites is worse than dealing with like dealerships trying to buy your car or you trying to, mm. or, or you trying to buy a car, right? Like you, once you put that out there, it's just, they're like wolves, literally. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Like I thought, oh, okay, maybe I'll have one, one or two people reach out to me maybe they're going to be local or they're going to they're going to like narrow it down for me no they just all every single one of them was just like the same 
response to my inquiry and everything, dude. And it was just, <laughs> yeah. I received probably over 20 calls in within a day and a half time. And I'm like, I've I never, was, I was 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will, just a different voice. No, same voice, but I'm saying different names. You're like, dude, Stout, why are you calling me? <laughs> this isn't Stout. This is Jeffrey. It's Jeffrey Stout. It's uh, Jeffrey Stout. Dude, some <laughs> some of the people's names, too, are a little bit suspect. Like, I talked to a... a so, this, this person reached out to me, and they texted me and left me a voicemail and gave me a portfolio of all the websites that they've done. And they said at the end that their name is Alice Walker. Alice Walker. The most generic... <laughs> Pennsylvania yes. ancestry name of all time. Yes. Alice it really Walker. is. You may be related yeah, to Alice Walker, who was born in 1765 and <laughs> helped George Washington brush his teeth. Um, like, that's what came to mind. Like, the most generic name ever, right? And then mm-hmm. I finally answer this, this person's call, and it's a guy, and he could not be, like, nothing against him, no more foreign. No more foreign if he tried. <laughs> Really? Yes, like super He's like, it's, foreign. It's pronounced Alec. The E is silent. <laughs> it's pronounced Aliche. Aliche Walker. <laughs> An Indian guy, but with Aliche as a French name. <laughs> Just because uh, he's just trying to take every every slice of every country and, and paste it into his name. It's yeah. Aliche from Mongolia. I teach <laughs> I, in a past career. I used to teach American history <laughs> and poultry cooking temperature um let's will let's put a uh, actually firstly let's clap at the end of the episode okay no no, no. sit down please sit down yeah please please enough oh, uh, oh uh, guys guys we don't need another guys one. please yeah, yeah it's they're asking for an encore um but let's button it there and i think next time we'll either have i actually don't want to say who will have personnel wise next time because we don't know yet but i have ideas mm-hmm there's and ideas, ideas make the around. world go round. Uh, uh, that's absolutely right. You know? Absolutely. And so without any further pontification, I want to button the episode there. You guys, thanks for listening and watching to the... Uh, didn't like how I said that. Thank you for watching and listening to the... <laughs> you can't say watching to the Stouting Off podcast. <laughs> the Stouting Off podcast, episode number 67. Seven? Seven. See you guys next time.